What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. First things first, if you are a new listener and you're just tuning in for Rio Cragen, there's a time signature in the YouTube video where you can fast forward past me bullshitting, or you can fast forward to a beat if you don't want to hear me bullshitting, but this is not yet the interview. The interview will start in a few minutes. Uh, If you are a weekly listener, you know the deal. I know you ain't paying us shit. You just come here and you listen and you have a good time and you learn about artists and you watch your favorite artists perform or you watch your favorite up-and-comers perform, but you ain't giving us no no love in return. So go to patreon.com slash kind of neat, kick in uh, some ducats to our bucket and just pledge a dollar per month. It's a huge help and we would love you for it. Okay, that said... I've been trying to think of what I wanted to talk to, what I wanted to talk about in this intro, and uh, I don't fucking know. I haven't been doing enough thinking lately. Apparently, I think I'm just kind of on cruise control right now, and I want to re-inspire myself, or like, I need, I don't know, like, I, I just have been feeling kind of blah, like I'm in a relatively even-keeled depressive state, meaning I'm like. If normal is a line at sea level, I'm just below sea level, but not so far below sea level that I'm drowning. I'm just kind of like floating and coming up for breath every once in a while, if that makes sense. But like I do best when I'm above sea level, you know, like when the roller coaster is on the upswing. Um, That's when I feel most concentrated and most inspired. Like right now, I I feel like a lot of my life has been rather than creating and being inspired it's it's like um chasing down people that uh owe me money that i've done work for like a lot of your life as a freelance individual is like emailing people to try and get your invoices paid off and so i've been doing a lot of that lately which is not inspiring because even though i've like technically made a a bunch of money like i'm i'm waiting for it so i feel broke because all the money's out you know which is a big fucking pain in the ass but Beyond that, I'm just like relatively uninspired as of late, and I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that, and I I wish I didn't. I was just uh, text messaging with my girl this morning about like, yeah, I woke up this morning at 6.15 and tried to get up and go to the gym, but I just wasn't feeling it, so I went back to sleep, you know, and that, that kind of shit, while it might seem minor and I shouldn't beat myself up over it, it drives me nuts. Like, I have a full day of stuff that I had to do because I obviously had to come here and do a podcast, and then when I get home, I have work to do, but in the middle of that, I want to go visit my dad um, today after I leave here. Um, And so just little shit like having my day full of stuff to do, I still want to like wake up and go work out because I feel like that gets me off to a good start. And then if I do that and all the other responsibilities that I have, I'll feel um, more accomplished by the end of the day, right? Like I'm not wasting my life away. But I have a feeling that since I didn't wake up and go to the gym and then I came here and did this and then I'm going to go visit my dad, like by the time I get home from seeing my dad, I'll be like – Oh, fuck it. I already did a bunch of stuff today. Like, I'll just go to bed rather than doing work that I know I need to catch up on, you know? Um, And so all that is to say, like, I know I shouldn't be so hard on myself for little things, but I also use that, like, being hard on myself um, and beating myself up about stuff to, like, re-inspire myself. And I am happiest when I'm, like, the most busy because, let's face it. Life is a big ball of boredom and nothingness until you die and then everyone forgets that you were ever alive, you know, because you can't take anything with you and this whole idea of leaving a legacy in and of itself is flawed because even if you leave a legacy, people may only remember you for one thing. They don't remember you as like a three-dimensional character. And so my point is, is life is fucking pointless, bro. And in the only way to avoid or ignore the pointlessness is to keep yourself busy enough to where you don't think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the key. People say, oh, what's the meaning of life? And I say, the meaning of life is just to keep yourself busy enough to realize it's meaningless as fuck. (laughs) And so even that description of where I'm at right now, it's very pointed about where my emotional state is at right now, where I, I don't know. I'm just in a 
place of rebuilding. I'm in a like a cocoon of redevelopment. I'm I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I think I'm in I'm incubating until I come up on the bex the the next like big idea in life. And I, I've been having like some meetings here and there that are kind of guiding me towards um what may be the next big phase in life, you know? But part of it is also like I've spent my whole adult life pursuing music or like that's kind of how I've broken my life into pieces where it's like oh for these three years I worked on this record and then for this time I worked on that record and this record represents that phase of my life and to be honest I'm not really I haven't really been working on music anymore like I kind of watching the new generation of rappers now i really feel like what is the point of me even trying anymore because it's such a different generation and like where would i even fit into that conversation like what do i have left to say younger kids in their creative prime are so much more creative than where i'm at right now with music that i'm like there's no point doing that so And that's not like to, that's not some like official retirement or anything. That's just like the mind state that I'm in right now. So all that being said, it's like when I'm not working on music, I'm working on other stuff that feels like work. And so it's pretty fucking unsatisfying, you know. So I'm hoping that soon I will stumble on some sort of labor of love that also something that makes me a living wage that is also that I'm also very passionate about because like I am passionate about this but it doesn't make us a living wage you know it's something that we do out of a labor of love that's become sort of a resume of sorts in order to get us other work and yeah I don't know so I don't know let me know if you guys are going through that tweet at me or whatever and just let me know if you're feeling uninspired or if it's if it's something in the air or if it's just me being a fucking depressed mess as usual but yeah I don't know what it is like I haven't even been taking advantage of the warm weather in California like it's been so beautiful and I barely ever even go to the beach or anything right now because I'm on some like oh the air conditioning is on in my crib and it feels great and I have work to do even though I'm not doing the work necessarily I'm procrastinating on it it's like why not go outdoors and get some fucking sun you know what I'm saying like come on Lee like chip her up get re-inspired it's time you know so anyway that's where I'm at that's where my head is at it feels lonely and inside of itself but I know that there are probably a bunch of you listening that feel the same fucking way tell me how you guys cope I don't know. It's all so fucking, it feels so blah sometimes, so pointless. Anyway, other than that, I went to a boxing match (laughs) the other day. I went and saw Vasily Lomachenko, and it was pretty tight. I'm glad to get to see such a great fighter in real life. And uh, that is one of the things that I do enjoy is going to see things that I never thought I would see. Like when I was growing up in Alaska, I never thought I would get to like buy tickets to a boxing match as stupid as that sounds like that's pretty momentous thing for me like just getting to see a boxer that i see on tv fight in real life is still feels like uh something pretty cool and i have a camping trip coming up i'm very excited about that gonna go up to the sequoias i'm actually going up to the sequoias on the for the weekend that um mcgregor and mayweather are fighting because fuck that fight i don't care about floyd mayweather fighting conor mcgregor i think if you are a boxing fan that's probably already your outlook and if you're a ufc fan you're probably stupid and you think that mcgregor has a chance and he doesn't and that fight is a farce and i'm glad that i'm not going to be in town or on twitter to view it but i'll probably watch it when i get back on monday on that monday so Anyway, that's what's been going on with me. Today on the show, we have Rio Cragen, who is someone that I found while just looking for new music on Spotify. He had a song called Inconsiderate, which is an amazing song. I didn't know anything about him, didn't have, I had never seen a picture of him, just like heard this song and was like, wow, who the fuck is this? And um, hunted him down and found his Twitter. And it turned out that he was already following me. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I DM'd him like, yo, what's up? I just heard Inconsiderate. Like, da 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 I have this show. And he was like, yo, I fuck with the show. Like, I've been watching it since I'll Fight You was on. And I would love to do an episode. And so that was a couple months ago. And they got very busy very fast because Inconsiderate is a, a smash. It's a very good song. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. Um, and, yeah, they got very busy. The labels very quickly came came. Uh, running to him rio has just released his first tape 
called Growing Pains. It just got released at the time of this episode a couple weeks ago. So go check that out as well. But now that the dust has kind of settled and he's released his project and is just working on more stuff and probably going to be playing a bunch of shows soon, et cetera, et cetera, he had some time to come into the studio. And it was very nice to meet him. Very polite young man. Super talented aced the performance in one take like a very good voice and energy and i really think that this dude is going to be a big star that said i think this is going to be one of those guests where in about two or three years we're going to be like yeah i told you so because he's i think he's going to be like number one hit single type success so it might not be right now but it's going to be one of those people that we look back and go oh yeah we told you about him two years ago similar to like a kyle or an anderson pack or something like that so keep your eyes out for that in the meantime enjoy our joyous conversation with the polite and lovely young man rio cragen and go to youtube.com and listen to him perform on my way and get your socks blown off without further ado here is our conversation with rio cragen Rio, hello. Nice to meet you finally. Aloha, man. Yeah, aloha. <laughs> uh, how are you wearing a jacket when it's like 90 degrees out? Bro, I'm in the middle of doing my laundry right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laundry day? Yeah, it's laundry day for me, so I had to throw this joint on real quick. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, where are you coming from? Uh, I'm coming from uh, right now. Yeah. I'm fr- uh, I'm staying off of like uh, like right there by the Grove. Oh, okay. So yeah. You're, yeah you're, so you're like living in LA now? Yeah, I'm in LA. How long have you been here? I've been here like going on, it's two years now. Two years? Yeah, two years, man. How have you liked it? Uh, I've gotten a tan. <laughs> but no, dude, I love it. I love LA. I got a tan. <laughs> what has your experience been like so far being down here? Like, how is it different from where you're from? Man, where I'm from, it's cloudy and rainy 24 mm-hmm. 7. I'm mm-hmm. from like uh, this place called Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, that's like at the very tip of, it, of Washington, right? It's at the very bottom. So oh, it's at like the bottom. The southernmost part. So it's like. I'm five minutes from Portland, Oregon. Oh, that's okay. That's what it is. Yeah, those are my stomping grounds. Because, you know, I I had to drive. When I moved to California, I drove down from Alaska. Oh, where? Yeah, and so I remember, like, you drive through Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. And then you hit another Vancouver once you get to the end of Washington. Yeah. Okay, so I've driven through your hometown. Yeah. (laughs) How was it growing up in Vancouver, Washington? What's that like? It's nice, man. It's just like, you know, like suburbs. Yeah. So um, I think it's like the third or fourth largest city in Washington. So. It's uh there's a, like a decent amount of stuff going on out there, uh-huh. you know, and especially since I'm right next to Portland. Yeah, you know, we had just crazy good food all the time, you know, just uh, and it's a beer capital. Mm. Yeah, so Are you a big beer drinker? <laughs> I was man. I'm like just newly now like gluten intolerant. Really? Yeah, it brings out like eczema. No yeah, shit. It's it fucking. Sucks. Are you like uh, <laughs> are you like celiac disease or whatever? No, it's not like celiac. It's just like it like makes me have eczema. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, so I don't drink beer anymore. It sucks. I cut out gluten. Now that you're 21, you can drink beer, <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> Seriously, you just turned 21 or what? No, I'm 23. Oh, I you're just, 23. Yeah, I just turned 23 okay. like uh, in March. So yeah. it's, it's still pretty fresh, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What kind of stuff were you into in Vancouver growing up? Shoot, man. Uh, I was like. I was really into school, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. I feel like no one ever just comes out and says, like, oh, yeah. I was into education. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I know. I was I was a nerd. So. Really? Yeah, or for like, sure. Early reader or what? But yeah, you know, just um, I was focused on going to school and uh, trying to make shit happen. Yeah. Like, nobody had been to college in my family, so I was dead set on being the first. Really? Yeah. So what what age were you when you were, like, school is my shit like was it just instantly from from first grade you're just like i fucking love school or was there some turning point where you're like i'm gonna be the one to go to college yeah it wasn't even that i was just so in love with school it was just that it just came so easy to me yeah you know like all my friends like they were great at sports i was i was decent at sports too but school was just like i knew it like the back of my hand i was doing people's homework and whatnot really yeah charging niggas (laughs) you're getting paid for it yeah, just yeah, like just very small stuff, like five bucks. You wow. Know, in there. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. funny. Oh yeah, here, do my vocabulary. I know, right? For, I'll give you five bucks. Seriously. That's fantastic. I was always in the AP classes and whatnot. Well, how'd your family end up in Vancouver, Washington? 
Do you know that story? Um, my grandparents moved from California, actually. Yeah. Um, I want to say that they were from Anaheim. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so they moved down to Vancouver, um, and my family's been there since. Mm-hmm. My mom was born there, mm-hmm. and my dad's from Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did your mom and dad meet? Just um, college or something? I think school. Yeah. Yeah, I believe school. Right. Yeah, they, they met in school. And so... High school. Okay. Yeah. What did they do for work? You said neither of them went to college. What did they end up doing? No, uh, my dad um, sold drugs. <laughs> Shout out dad. <laughs> Shout Indep- out pops. In- your dad was an independent businessman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Independent businessman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the best way to mm-hmm. put that. And um, my mom, like, uh, bartended all growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they sound like fun people. Yeah. yeah. No, they're dope. Yeah. Did I they stick them. together? Uh, no, they did not. They did not. So you grew, at what age did they split up um, for you? Uh, shoot, I, I believe right after I was born. Okay. So, yeah. you, so you grew up knowing both of your parents but just kind of like separated in your life? Or yeah. So my dad was incarcerated like all pretty much through me growing up. I really? Think it was like 7 to 17. Yeah. So that like 10-year chunk of time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, That's heavy. Yeah. You know, but we made it work. Yeah. I was the man in the house, you know? <laughs> Um, how far away was he incarcerated? Um, shoot, it was it was a decent um, uh, uh, distance. So I, I want to say he was in like Sheridan, mm-hmm. this like prison. Um, I think shoot, I want to say it's in Washington. Yeah. Uh, Would you guys go commute to see him? Um, no, not at all. You no. didn't get to see him for dude, ten I years. I didn't talk to my dad for like roughly 10 years oh my god that's so rough dude yeah i mean you know i had like a lot of friends growing up uh-huh. close friends you know so you know i was close with all the pops and whatnot right and their families and whatnot so did other families kind of know your situation and, tra- and kind of like uh act as yeah oh we're going camping let's invite rio because you exactly. know rio needs like positive role models in his life et cetera, exactly et cetera. yeah, yeah that, right. that happened that happened a lot uh, I also had like a lot of mentors growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Like who? Um, my mom was like very dead set on having like like a positive like male influence in my life growing mm-hmm. up. So, so we had. St- uh, I think she signed me up for like this YMCA program where it's like, uh, you know, like well-off people. Um, would hang out with me, <laughs> right? And I fucking hated it. Like really? <laughs> yeah, I like, hated a, like it. a Big Brother program type yeah. thing. Why'd you hate it? Because I was like, "Yo, I'm good. You guys think there's something wrong with me? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna turn out just fine." Right. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I ended up like uh, having this mentor. His name is Myron, and uh, you know, like I think he like stuck with me for like five years growing right. up. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah. But. But aside from that, you know, I just had, um, like, my friends, like, my close homies. Beyond school, like, and, and concentrating on schooling, did you have, like, a rebellious streak in you because your dad wasn't there, you think, or anything like that? I wouldn't say that. I wasn't into, like, fucking a whole bunch of shit up, you right, know? <laughs> but right. but I was for sure, like, trying to have fun. I was, like, sneaking out of the house all the time yeah. and whatnot. But at the same time, as maintaining, like, great grades and, like, a fucking pristine reputation like in the community and stuff right yeah do you think that not talking for 10 years to him was was it a decision that you made or was it like your family being on some like oh don't talk to that fool like no you know were you uh, angry my mom like really encouraged me to go like to talk to my dad i guess he was like writing letters and whatnot Mm -hmm. i never really remember writing him back though Mm -hmm. it was it was me just being like i've at the time when I was younger, mm-hmm. I felt like I was betrayed in a sense. Absolutely. You know, so... That's, um, that's like a... a you know, the, that kind of thing causes abandonment issues. Yeah. Where even though it was like your father had to go there against his will, like he wasn't trying to like leave you for that long. Exactly. In your mind, yeah. it's like, oh, he fucking left. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're stuck with these abandonment issues and that's not your fault. Exactly. Yeah. As a kid, you know, like that's how I was feeling until I got older, uh, around 16 or 17. But that's where I got the mindset where I was like, yo, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm going to, you know, be successful. Yeah. And have yeah. you guys re- reconciled since? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and my dad are like close. We're homies. That's you know? tight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After, um, after uh, he got out, you know, he saw me graduate high school, which was cool. Um, yeah. You know, and um, we just got 
closer this in the past like two years, yeah. a year and a half, two years. But he just went back. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah, so recidivist. He, he's on timeout again for no a second. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he'll be out soon. Then. That sucks, man. Yeah, that's all good. You know, uh, not to not to be on some like Mr. Me Too shit, but yeah. I, I have a similar thing. I, Oftentimes on this show, we talk about great artistry is caused by dad issues. Yeah, like yeah, that's a yeah. theme of this show. Everybody that we have sitting in that chair has fucking dad issues. Yeah. But similarly, like my dad got shipped off from the time I was 12 until I was 17. Damn. For like Air Force shit. And so even though he yeah. was gone for work and I would see him every once in a while, I got those same kind of abandonment yeah. issues. And it fucks exactly. with you all the rest of your life. It fucks with you. It, it affects up, your yeah. relationships. It affects everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, have you ever gone to a therapist? Uh, I did. My mom put me into therapy when I was, um, uh, I think, se- 16, 17. Did this, he or she tell you the same thing? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Like, um, it, it was therapy is interesting yeah. because I was really against going to do that, too. But yeah. at the time, uh, this girl that I was, like, dating at the time, I, we, I ended the relationship and she, like, tried to kill herself. Oh, fuck. So I, my mom made me go to therapy for that. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, I know. Yeah, my life, my life growing up was crazy. Right. Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like what you can do to turn those negatives into positives. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, What sports were you into? You said you played some sports, bro. I play. um, Cause you're a tall fella. Yeah, yeah. I'm like six three. Yeah, yeah. I played a little bit of basketball growing up. I played played baseball forever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I played uh, tennis my senior year. Like, really? I walked on and like won like first team all crushed league. it yeah <laughs> yo tennis is slept on i feel like since it is it's such like a rich person sport that yeah. like everybody forgets that the competition field is probably not that heavy like yeah, yeah if you're yeah. a natural athlete you go in and just fuck some shit up at tennis like the, like the williams sisters you know straight up man yeah. and a lot of people aren't crazy tall playing tennis too yeah yeah so they're like especially in washington all the kids were i would say 5'10", 5'11", tallest. Yeah, right. So I had, like, unfair advantage Yeah, being lanky and shit. <laughs> That's an unfair advantage, you said? Yeah, yeah, I would say. You know, I mean, just the height, you know? Yeah, yeah. That helps with the leverage on the yeah, stage and shit. it does. Are you of mixed ethnicity? Yeah, man. So my mom is white and my dad's black. Yeah, how's that growing up yeah. in Washington? Or, well, in Portland. Portland's like kind of a weirdly racist place. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, Portland, I think Portland is slept on for not... Like, people don't think that there's a lot of black people there, but there's a lot of black people. Are there? Yeah. 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 So what is it growing up, like, as a mixed kid in in the Northwest? Did you experience anything that you think is out of the norm? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, adversity everywhere that you go that you're going to have to face. But, no, I mean, uh, for the most part, uh, like I said, I was, like, pretty respected, like, in the community. Like, I would raise money for, like, charities and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think... um, I didn't really face a crazy amount of um, of that growing up. Nice. I mean, there was like a couple instances with like police that, for sure, right. I, right. <laughs> you know, right, driving while being black. Or yeah, whatever. seriously. Right. Or else, like being in a group of friends, like, and I'm the only they, they person that's out. yeah, for sure, because all my friends were like either mixed or else white. You know, yeah, right. Growing up in the suburbs. Yeah, so, yeah. When did you start knowing that you could sing, dude? Uh, not long ago to be honest really yeah i started singing i think probably like three years ago did you did you used to rap before you sang i did yeah because I, I i can hear it in the songs where yeah. i'm like oh this is a dude that can like rap well yeah. and then also realized he could sing yeah. kind of exactly that's the vibe i got that's yeah? what happened man i when i was like 17 18 yeah i was in this group called organic so i was like the first that's like, a very northwestern <laughs> hip-hop group it name. is man you know it totally is yeah. it totally is yeah, uh, so I was just strictly rapping yeah. in, in that group. What were you guys in organics rapping about? Man, just, you know, just eating MCs. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, nothing like, nothing really like that. It was just like. Was it organics with a K? Uh, no, it was, with this, <laughs> it was, yo, that's so funny you say that. It was just O-R-G-N-C-S. Okay. You know, so yeah. no, no vowels. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> except for the for, O. Except for the O. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When did you guys start Organics? Uh, I think uh, it had to have been 18. Yeah. I think I was 18. Yeah. And there was a total of four of us. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't, it was short-lived. Why? Uh, you know, just like, like, 
when you have four people, four creatives coming together, um, and you guys all have so many different, like, visions and whatnot, and there's nobody to, like, there's no glue. No guidance. Or no foundation, you know, so, yeah. But I'm still, like, really good friends with, like, all of them. Nice. Was it a thing where somebody in organics had like recording equipment and then yo you're the, th- the three other ones yo, were it was like me. you had the recording <laughs> yeah, equipment? i had the recording equipment. and then your friends were just like i want to i want to record shit yeah like, yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah really that was that's hilarious yeah, yeah that was actually a theme like uh, oh see i was gonna guess that somebody else had the equipment here here's what i always think yeah i think that when groups get started, yeah. somebody's got the recording equipment, and it's usually the one that's, like, not that good at it. Yeah. That's not that good at rapping and shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then the, uh, his friends see it, and they're like, you have this equipment, but I know that I can rap better than you, so let me be in a group with you. Yo, that's I so use your wild. I wouldn't have guessed that you had the equipment. Yeah, yeah. I had the equipment. I was the one. Uh, I was working, like, a job. I was working at Costco. I worked at Costco for, like, three years. Shout out Costco. My Shout dad used to, to work Cos- at Sam's Club after oh, you retired. Hey. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, yeah, so I was working there. I bought, like, um, my own home studio recording equipment, and what did you that's have? when I started engineering everything. Like a computer and what else? Yeah, I had the computer. Or? I had just uh, a PreSonus interface. I uh-huh. still have it to this day. Yeah. And um, I had uh, just, like, a, I think it was uh, just a blue microphone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and how did you teach yourself like youtube videos and shit bro yeah youtube videos yeah yeah i'm still surviving off of that uh that early knowledge from the youtube videos yo that's (laughs) that's a great resource that old fogies like me didn't have yeah you know we had to teach ourselves to record pre-youtube and it was all just like making shitty stuff until it got started to sound better that's so wild now can sound great right off the jump just because like people on youtube spreading that knowledge straight up man straight up i learned a lot I was like in deep. Yeah. In deep, you know? You know when you be clicking on YouTube videos and you just get lost in the sauce? A K hole. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, that was me for like recording. Nice. What um software did you choose? Ableton? Uh I produce with Ableton. Yeah. Yeah, so I produce in Ableton and I record through Pro Tools. Okay. Yeah. Wow, so you, yeah, so you got a good foundation. Yeah. Are you still making your own beats? Yeah, so uh it's usually uh, I'm usually playing a role in uh, most all of the production. Really? Not always, like, a huge role, but yeah. I have, like, my two cents in there. Yeah. Um, but mainly this guy, uh, Onassis um, and shout Apollo Onassis. 7. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're doing, like, the foundation of, like, my music right now for sure. Are they down here? Yeah, they're out here. Apollo's actually in, uh, in Florida. Okay. But um, he flies out here back and forth, you know. Right. But Onassis is my dog. It's my right hand. Yeah, he's a he's a mad scientist. Nice. <laughs> um, so while you were in Vancouver, yeah, and you were still in school. I mean, did you graduate high school early or anything like that? Like, were you that into school? No, 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 no. no huh? Okay, so, I was planning on it, but, but didn't happen. I was planning on actually graduating college early. So I was taking um, when I was sixteen. I did Running Start, which is like a program where you do college while you're in high school. Uh-huh. So I did two years of that, and I was gonna, um, I was gonna get my uh, bachelor early, early. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I dropped out before that could happen. You dropped out of high school. Dropped out of college. Out of college. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was my question because you were like, oh, my parents didn't go to school. I wanted to be the first one to go to college. So. Yeah. While you were in high school, were you looking at schools and figuring that shit out? What? Yeah, yeah. So I was. I actually had a full ride scholarship to any school in Washington State for academics. For academics, yeah. Why is there some kind of like program up there for that? Um, yeah, there was a program. It was just like based off of my GPA, um, and then also um, I think just like different adversities that you were facing as mm-hmm. a kid, mm-hmm. as a youth. Um, so yeah, uh, a decent amount of people, you know, like who paid attention and, like, got shit done and actually applied for the shit, like, were accepted. Hmm. Yeah, so. So what school did you choose to go to? I went to Washington State. Okay. Because I like to have fun yeah. and party. <laughs> Is that a big party school? It was, uh, it was, um, so I feel like, so I was either going to go to University of Washington or else Washington State. Mm-hmm. So it's Cougars or Huskies. And, you know, it's it's just a little too straight at um uh UW. UW. Yeah, you know, just like too fixed. You know, people people are like way too like 
that's all that they do is school. And it's also grading on a bell curve. So it's like for every A, there's an F, which I don't believe in. Oh. You know, so it's like if you're winning, somebody else is getting fucked. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, weird, right? That is very weird. Um, where is Washington State at? Washington State is in uh, Pullman. Where is it? What's that close to? Pullman, Washington is east. It's like the furthest point that you can go east. Oh. So it's right next to Idaho. Okay. My brother went to Eastern Washington State. Oh, yeah. He went there, and, I, and, he, and I, he's like, man, I hate it here. And I'm like, I went to visit. I'm like, no wonder you hate it here. You moved from, like, North Pole back to North Pole. Like, yeah. Cheney's exactly like this yeah. little tiny town. It's so wild, man. Is, that clo- is Cheney close to where you're at? Uh, I think a couple hours away. Oh, I'm out far. So you're really far east. Yeah, I'm the furthest point that you can go east. Wow. Because I'm, like, right there next to, uh, I believe the city is Moscow, okay. Idaho. Huh. It's right next to it. Is, uh, is that where you started making music? No, man, I didn't start really making music until I... So my grandma passed away while I was in college. Yeah. And she was, like, my best friend. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm... She was dope. <laughs> mom's mom or dad's mom? Mom's mom. Oh, man, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. mom's mom. But anyways, like, I, like, got really dark for a second. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't want to do school. Really? I realized, like, yo, I wasn't, I wasn't doing school because I really wanted to. I was just doing it because it came easy to me. And so I decided I was going to leave and go do music. How far into it were you at that point? So it was um, my freshman year had just ended. Yeah. Um, but I was already deep through high school. Yeah. You know, so I was probably about two years in. So you had credits already. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you... Your grandmother passes, and you're just like, I'm not passionate about school. I'm just yeah. here because it's a, soci- a societal norm or whatever. Exactly. But you had this like vague idea that you wanted to create music. Exactly. But you didn't know that you could sing. Didn't know. Didn't had never really rapped before, or just toyed around with it, or what? Yeah, it was just starting to toy around with it at that point. Yeah, and so you just jump off that cliff. You know, it's crazy yeah. too. When I was like 16, uh, I was kicking it with uh, my, my grandma. And, like, she t- she was like, yo, one day, we were watching the Grammys. <laughs> She's like, one day, you're going to be on that stage. You're going to be saying an acceptance speech. You're going to have one of those things. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? I'm like, I'm going to school. I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Is that where you were going to school for? Yeah. I was Pre-med? Gonna go- yeah. I was, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I yo, wasn't studying pre-med, though, because you have, like, a lesser chance of getting into med school when you're studying things, like, too close to the curriculum curriculum oh really yeah i didn't know that so if you study like music or something or if you study like business you know, you have a better chance of getting into medical school really weird right that is very strange <laughs> i didn't know that yeah well real quick shout out to your grandmother for saying like straight Yo, up you're gonna be up there straight and for up being able to talk to her and say fuck that what are you, talking about? <laughs> you guys you guys conversations i was very colloquial yeah i know right <laughs> Seriously, no, straight up. <laughs> That's crazy. So you had never shown an interest in music, and yet she was like, you're going to be a Grammy winner one day? Dude, yeah. I, th- I think I had just, like, I was playing guitar. You mm-hmm. know, I was I was learning, like, covers. I wasn't even playing my own music. Mm-hmm. I didn't start playing my own music until 19, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, because in this day and age, I, it's weird, but, like, 19's like a late start now. Yeah, you're right, right man. Yeah. There's, like, kids out here blowing up that are like 14 15 yeah yeah yeah, for real like accomplished artists at 17 and shit like straight up yeah um so what did you do when you quit school did you move back to vancouver move back man i started cutting more records um and uh i was pushing cards at costco that's oh that's what you're doing at Costco is pushing carts, not even stocking or anything. Oh, I was doing everything to be honest. I was pushing carts, I was stocking, I was doing the morning shift. Uh, I was doing I was a cashier. Yeah. I was a cashier assistant. Dude, I had like 11, 12 job titles. I was probably the most like versatile person really? in that building, in that yeah. warehouse. A real go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> They're like this is somebody with middle management potential. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they loved it because they were making cuz since I was the 3 year only, they're making like a decent amount of money off of me really yeah um but am i wrong like costco is actually a really dope place to work like health healthcare wise i mean like they take yeah. care of their employees right yeah yeah be yeah. like beautiful um freaking uh advantages that you get working at costco for really? sure yeah healthcare covered you know um and uh 
yeah, everybody's just so friendly, you know, and they right. they want to see you win. So, totally. Yeah. Is that where you bought your recording gear from? <laughs> no, uh, I actually got it at a Guitar Center. Okay. Shout out to Guitar Center. Shout out to Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so is this around the time that you meet the Organics fellas, or did you grow up with them? Yes, yeah, so I, I grew up with them, but I was never really close friends with them uh, until I had, like, made the decision to drop out of... Uh, college because uh my homie uh christian ivans uh isosceles shout out to iso uh, wow he, you guys have some rap names i know right isosceles isosceles man he's uh he's hey, dope, yo, man. a triangle <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> yo dude he's actually so raw really yeah he's nice. like he's one of the dopest rappers i know uh but yeah uh pretty much he was making music and he had like a little like local traction and whatnot, and I was like, "Yo, this is so dope. This is what I want to do." Da, yeah. da, da, da. So we ended up linking and uh, started. Yeah, that's how uh, Christian Ivans helped me get to where I am today. <laughs> did you guys play a lot of local shows, dude? We did. Yeah, yeah we I, did. I, it's it's hard in Portland though, like playing shows. Isn't it? like rap shows? Yeah, get cracked down there a lot, don't they? Dude, uh, well, it depends on how you go about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're doing like a house show, mm-hmm. like um, then yeah, for sure, that shit's probably gonna get shut down. I think my homie Bubba, who's also in organics, like shout drew, out like, Bubba, a, shout out Bubba. He did like a couple house shows, and that shit got like super lit. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But we mainly we did shows like at the Hawthorne Theater. Oh yeah, I uh, played there. And one time, I think Organics did um, uh, Roseland as well. Nice. Yeah, like opening for people and shit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, but one of the times we were one of the headliners at like Hawthorne. No shit. Yeah, so that's tight. So you guys got like a little local following going. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yeah, at the time for sure. How many tapes did you guys put out? Dude, I think one. Yeah. Yeah. Is it online? Can people find it? (laughs) You better get rid of that shit. It's gonna come back to yo, haunt you. Yo, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, so, uh, <laughs> I, I hope not. That's like the earliest shit that I ever did. So, which is funny because it being the earliest shit you ever did means that like SoundCloud was still around and it's yeah. probably on SoundCloud. Straight so. up, my earliest shit is like on websites that don't exist anymore, Damn. like SoundClick. Damn. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, SoundClick. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's tight. So. I hear that then you're working at Costco yep. and you get discovered by your manager now. Yeah, right? correct. How does that happen? Correct. Uh, I was writing like um, hooks for um, my two homies, mm-hmm. uh, two reps, and they're like they were pretty big in Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was doing some like hooks. I was I was like singing on the hooks with them, and then they uh, they bridged us, me and my manager, and he was like, "Yo, this shit is dope." Like, let's let's go to California, and I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And let's that was it. That shit, and that was it. Wow. And then like, dude, and it's crazy because I was at Costco pushing carts one day, and I was like, yo, fuck this shit. Like, my music's not gonna take off here. I was like, I need to go to Los Angeles. I'm gonna go gamble, you know. And I told myself, yo, I'll be gone in six months. I'll save up money, and I'll be gone in six months. And I was gone in six months. <laughs> like, to the day, probably. Yeah. Wait, when you say go gamble, like, you mean, like, literal gamble? No, t- oh. like, take a gamble, take, okay. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. trying to go make it, like... Well, because I know there's, like, mad casinos up there. I'm I like, know, oh, this right? fool, like, yo, his trip on casinos. blackjack or some shit. Yo, that's hilarious. Bro, I'm I'm actually pretty good at gambling, which is bad. My brother put himself to school or through school in Washington gambling. Yo, like that's, that's how he so did it. Dope. Yeah, he got like really good at blackjack and poker, and that's how he paid his college funds. That's how. Uh, there's a movie like that too with Justin Timberlake. Really? Yeah. Maybe he does online maybe, gambling. Maybe my brother lied to me, and it's just a movie plot. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> like, how, what made you trust? Dion's vision of like moving like like what gave you that faith to just like jump off that ledge um I think it was just a matter of all of the stars aligning Mm -hmm. you know like I had told myself yo this is where I'm going and then I meet Dion uh through the two reps um which is when I felt like my music was starting to evolve yeah and uh you know that's pretty much yeah, that's. You I just, just believed I just, in yourself. Yeah, I just believed it. Yeah. I believed in the situation. It was like, yo, this is happening for a reason. Did you have any Rio Cragen songs at that time? Um, I, I was going by, like this weird acronym, just REO, mm-hmm. and 
the acronym didn't even mean anything. Mm. <laughs> it was just R.E.O. <laughs> so I'm just a huge REO Speedwagon fan. I know, right? Serious. And, like, you know what's so funny is, like, uh, to this day, like, now when you type in Rio, it's now on certain websites, it'll say Rio Kragen instead of REO Speedwagon. Really? It used to just only say REO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I remember feeling very accomplished as a rapper. My rap name was Intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, at... There was this huge Jewel song called Intuition. Yeah. And I felt very accomplished when you would finally search YouTube and my songs would come up Hell before yeah. the Jewel song. I was like, I made it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. Uh, is Rio Cragen your real name? Yeah, that's my that's my real name. That's a wild name. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. What, what's your middle name? <laughs> Bro, I don't. I, technically, I don't have a middle name. I have two. Uh, it's a Rio Javante Irvin Cragen. Wow. Yeah. It's a very regal name. What, what's Rio come from? Uh, I don't know. My mom says that she dreamt it, you know, so. Wow. That's where... Very creativity runs in the family. <laughs> I know, man. Right? that's yeah. good. You know what's funny is every year for my birthday growing up, we would throw like like big parties at the house, and everybody would always bring Oreos and just like scribble out the <laughs> O, and like they would always feel like, oh, look what I did, you yeah. know? Like I'm so creative. I'm like, thanks, man. I'm gonna put it next to the other twelve. <laughs> I appreciate just you. a lifetime supply of Oreos. Yeah, straight up, that was funny. Um, what were some records in your youth that really like changed your outlook on music, or the the ones that kind of made you fall in love with music? Oh, dude, that's a good question. Um, bro, soundtrack to my life, mm-hmm. Kid Cudi, that shit. Which but, record? Uh, the record soundtrack to my life. Oh, soundtrack to my okay. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm not that familiar with Kid <laughs> Cudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that record was mm-hmm. for sure shaping for me yeah you can hear you can hear that in the music that cuddy was influenced yeah I think, right yeah 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 Dude, I, yeah i loved cuddy growing up for yeah. sure anything else uh there was just you know i listened to so much stuff like um i was a huge beatles fan jeez oh, man like it was crazy i my like palette for music is just like so wide-ranged um yeah i don't know i just i listened to a lot of the beatles I listened to a lot of Kid Cudi, uh, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, that was, like, a big freaking... Shut up. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a huge, like, impact in my life, too. Uh, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, mm-hmm. Eminem, Curtain Call, that album, for some reason. Really? Everybody says, like, you know, the uh, Marshall Mathers, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Curtain Call was big for me because I was shit. a kid. Right. That was, like, one of the first albums that I bought. I want to point out just how, like, Northwestern polite you are because you keep <laughs> saying things like shoot and freaking and uh, there's another one you just said, like, you avoid cursing and I just, <laughs> I, that's so adorably Northwestern. Yeah, like, it's, it's for sure Northwestern. It really like, is. Oh, I'm shoot. like, damn. This freaking yeah. record. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, so I would say now, when I told people, oh, we're having this dude, Rio Cragen, on the show, oh, yeah, what's yeah, he yeah. sound like? I say, oh, he's kind of in that, like, sing-songy rap stuff, like Black or Bryson Tiller, yeah. like that kind of lane, right? Um, when did you kind of get into that sound? Uh, you know, um, when I started just, like, really, I don't know. I have no idea. I think I've always been making music um, kind of, like, towards the sound that it is right now Mm -hmm. um but it's just been evolving over time Mm -hmm. i would say in the last like year though it's like really like been solidified yeah when you were making your early raps were they melodic like that no they weren't you were just straight rapping yeah it was just straight rapping yeah Yeah. and so was there a a moment that everything clicked and you're like oh wait i can like once i actually started got uh, getting good at like production and then once i started having friends that um had like better production as well that's when that stuff just like naturally came to me because it was like i was doing like a lot of like boom bap shit before yeah beforehand for sure because right. those are the only like beats that i was like <laughs> you know in contact with right well so were you already confident in your voice though like you knew you could sing um i don't i think so yeah i think that's what it had to have been like i just knew that i was doing it you yeah. know like and I didn't give a fuck what anybody was saying. Yeah. So because like you don't have you don't have like you like you have a singer's voice. You don't have really like a, a, a what I would say like a traditional rap voice. Yeah. Like, you have kind of like a a, a higher range singing voice. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a mix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because I think that it takes a lot of people a lot of years to get comfortable with singing, and it, it sounds yeah. like you just kind of like stumbled upon it or something. Dude, I just yeah, I just started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So uh, you moved to LA. Have you put out any full records as Rio Cragen? Bro, no? we just released it's just the, just this new one. Yeah, Growing Pains a couple okay. days ago. Yeah. So that's the first. That's the first release. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, to everybody that was a part of that, by the way. Shout them all out. Yeah. Time. Onassis, Apollo, uh, Taylor, who's Case and Cash. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, bro. Just, like, everybody who was a part of that, man. Uh, shit was dope. We just released it um, on Friday, last Friday. Okay. So, yeah. Brand new. Brand new. I heard you. I stumbled across you um, through Inconsiderate. Yeah. Um, which was just like on Spotify. Yeah. Because I just be looking through like the new releases on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But I think like the way Spotify's algorithms work is like in order to for me to have found you uh, on some like playlist or on or on like a, the new releases thing, like mm-hmm. somebody had to have heard it and thought it was dope. So did you yeah. guys like have connections at Spotify, or did somebody just did you just release that into the world and it just happened that way or how does uh, that work? we it, dude i just had a meeting over there um not too long ago but it was crazy how it happened and consider it kind of just like grew its own legs and just started running yeah yeah so it was put on this playlist um uh Most through necessary. an algorithm yeah uh it was put on uh fresh finds oh okay so fresh finds is like a huge uh tastemaker editorial right and um so that playlist like it you only get put on it, um, you know, just like if if it's doing well, right? Um, and tastemakers are listening to you, so yeah, that that playlist kind of blessed us because from there, a lot of other playlists picked it up, and uh, yeah. Um, did you just put the song out on? Like, how did you release it? Um, SoundCloud first, or SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Through like TuneCore or some other distribution thing, or yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Right, I, don't, right. I didn't even handle any of that okay, stuff. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah, I just made the music. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, let let the creatives create and let the yeah, businessmen yeah. do the business. Yeah, exactly. So, did you notice it starting to take off immediately? Were you getting feedback from people like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah, um, I was. People, people were like. It was crazy, like, the, all the uh, the impact that it had on people. Like, people were like, yo, this is my life story. Mm-hmm. You know, and they still say that to this day. So I was just like, dang, yeah. I'm, I'm, Man, people's lives are sad, bro. That's, yeah. the, that's not the happiest song. I, it's not the happiest song, but it's like, it's like, dang, man. It sucks that, you know, like, that it's not a happy song and that it's, like, touching people how it is. But it's like, but it's also good because it's like, at the end of the day, it's just therapy. Right. It's very relatable content, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, about a selfish person yeah, being straight in a up. relationship. Straight you know, up. People have dealt with that. Yeah. Um, what were some of the signs that, that you were, when you were like, whoa, this is this is bigger than I thought it was going to be, or this is as big as I thought it was going to be? Man, after we hit the first million, I was like... On Spotify or what? Yeah, on uh, Spotify. Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah, we just hit a million. And like I, that, that was like not, you know, like what I was expecting right then. You know, to to do it as fast as it did, mm-hmm. because you know I'd never had a million plays on a record right. before. How like, fast yeah. was it? It was, uh, I think, within a month. Wow! Yeah, that's quick. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so that was that was fast for me, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just like blessed that people fuck with it. Were you guys seeking out label deals already, or when you put out inconsiderate, did labels start hollering at you? Like, yeah, everybody called. Right. Everybody called, man. Yeah. Yeah, blessed. I always say we don't get to talk about, like, industry stuff too frequently on here. Like, a lot of yeah. the people that we have have a very, like, um, persistently independent hustle, but I f- yeah. I feel like that would be wasted on you. Like, you're going to do great in the label system, I think, if you, if you choose to sign with somebody, and we don't have to talk about that, but... I'm curious, like, was part of you guys' business plan pitching to labels before you put out singles? Like, were you guys already having meetings? Like, did people in the industry already know, like, oh, this guy's going to be a threat? Or did that all come after Inconsiderate? Um, They were sniffing it out that I was going to be a threat before. Dude, if you walk into... I I remember walking into, like, every... We were taking meetings, you know? My name's on every board. It was crazy. Mm, really? Yeah, it was so random. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yo, how do they know my name? Right. You know, but, um, and then after Inconsiderate came out, then everything started picking up, like, way faster. Um, and then we dropped more singles, you know, and 
yeah, the phones didn't really stop ringing. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, the partnership, it's got to stimulate growth. Absolutely. It's not for the money, you know, like. I, it, I just need it to be as big as it can be so the most amount of people can hear what I have to say. Right. You know? Like right. That's, that's what, like, I need. <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, and you have a sound, I think, that is so conducive to radio play and so conducive to, like, appealing to a lot of different types of people. Yeah. Because you can hear that kind of... Um, traditional rap base that you have yeah. but then also the the kind of like forward thinking r&b yeah. sound that you have currently it, it appeals to people that are like oh i only listen to that real shit but it also appeals to people that are like oh i yeah, yeah, grew yeah. up loving usher or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. it's got a wide range yeah so you're one of those artists where like yeah labels are obviously going to be like yeah. very useful and very helpful because yeah they can get you to more ears yeah you know? straight up yeah straight uh-huh. up so have you chosen a partnership yet? Yeah, we did. We just uh, th- they just announced it as of recent. Uh, we we did the Virgin deal. You guys signed with Virgin. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So the Growing Pains, yeah, is kind of like a feeler to or like a, a mixtape to kind of get the word out, and then the next big thing will be through Virgin. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. They feel like it feels like they're going to help you grow or what? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah dude. I really I trust what's going on right now. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm stoked too. Yeah. So now what are they, I mean, how does that work after you get signed? Is it immediately like you're just swept up and, okay, go make a record with this person or go do that. (laughs) Like we're going to, we want to pair you with this producer. No, they just trust whatever I'm doing. Really? To be honest, they're like, yo, dude, I'm like, they just trust it. Nice. We have, bro, I, I write so often. It's insane. And uh, and I know that I got a lot of strong fucking records under my belt right now. Really? We have like 200 shit ready to go right now. You have 200 songs? Ready to go. Holy shit. I got the cheat codes, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of songs. But it's like, dude, I, I engineer my own self, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and we, like my team, we all like stay together, you mm-hmm. know? So like, um, so pretty much like, we're just like, we're a machine. You're living in, like, a creative compound right exactly. now. Exactly. Right. So exactly. everybody that's living in the spot has a role to play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your music videos then, because they seem like pretty high production value. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty much uh, wherever we can get the most bang for our buck is <laughs> yeah. what we were doing. Right. We didn't even spend, like, a crazy amount of money on that shit. We just, like, for example, on the On My Way video that just came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Bro, we flew to Washington State, and we hiked out there for, like, five days straight. It was just, like, me and a couple of the homies, and we had, like, the gear and shit. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, we had like, the gear, and we just hiked for, like, five days straight. Stayed in, like, an Airbnb. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This wow. Sh- this shit was crazy. So you guys just found, like, the very rare locations and shit. Exactly. We scouted the locations and whatnot. So, like, I'm from, uh, like, two hours south of where we're from, mm-hmm. where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew a couple locations, um, but uh, they also had somebody on the the production team that had scouted a whole bunch of locations that we shot out to. Nice, yeah, fantastic, yo! And it's crazy because that that scene where I'm like walking up uh, the snow on yeah. like the ice, it's a, it's actually ice, and I was probably. 80, 80 feet up and it no doesn't shit. look like it <laughs> yeah and it's a fucking cave bro like underneath me too so the whole shit is hollow yeah i was like terrified i wasn't even terrified i was just like i was like yo i don't think that they realize like you know like this is a lawsuit waiting a to fucking happen huge liability <laughs> yeah, right for real. Here, yeah like oh let's put the talent in the most danger that <laughs> we know, can right? and, then you're, and then you're like oh yeah and the shot doesn't even look like i'm high i don't and, know why we did it serious <laughs> I, I like I, I remember walking up i was just like Godspeed, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that wow. just went. Yeah, That's so but, funny. But yeah. So when you say you engineer your own stuff, are you, you just have a home studio or are you guys in a studio? Like, yeah, it all depends, man. Like, uh, I love making uh, music at home, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I, I go to, like, a lot of studios uh, now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I always fuck up their setup. I'm like, yo, can, uh, can you bring the mic out right next to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, what? You don't want to go in the booth, bro? I'm like, yeah. nah. Thanks, though. Wow, so you're, like, a bit of a control freak. Uh, yeah, it's just, like... No, I just, like, know what I... I, just, I stay at my computer 
you know, I record and then I turn to the microphone and I cut myself and then boom. And then, you know. So like bar by bar? Uh, no, I, I, I don't like to do it bar bar by bar. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll do that. Is your, are you um, writing and recording at the same time? Or yeah, do you write lately. and come in prepared? Oh. Um, lately, uh, I've been writing and recording at the same exact time. Um, uh, like freestyling. Yeah. Yeah, so, but um, for like songs that I want to be really meaningful, then I'll, I'll spend time writing it, like yeah. writing it down right. physically. So having 200 songs, how many do you think of those will see the light of day? Man, hopefully a lot of them. Really? Yeah, so hopefully other artists will Because I always wonder, like, I I meet a lot of artists that um, it's like if they have 100 songs that are out in the world, those are the only 100 songs they've ever written. But then I've met other artists where it's like... You've you record a thousand songs over your career, but maybe only a hundred of them ever get released. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, but they feel like it's important to just get out all of those thoughts. Yeah, I just I'm I'm a firm believer in quality, mm-hmm. you know, over quantity. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like songs aren't going to make projects if other songs are out beating them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have a lot of records that can outbeat other records. So, um, I mean, I would like to see the ones that sit you know go to like other artists or something like oh, that yeah, so, right. that's my you know because yeah. we do everything in the house you yeah know? so it's like yeah but you know uh can't give away too much sauce though right at the end of the day <laughs> right absolutely you gotta hang on to some of those yeah. uh, on to some of that sweet sauce for yourself yes yeah, so up. let's wrap it up just by talking about um la lifestyle basically like are you partaking or are you just locking yourself in the studio and and, and shedding um you know, it all depends, you know, uh, it's, I am for sure, but I want to win at mm-hmm. the end of the day and I want to be the best me that I can possibly be. So I'm working a lot, mm-hmm. especially lately, man. Like the last like few months, I'm just locked in, you mm-hmm. know, all the, all these girls, that's just, just noise right now. You know, of course, like I got like some chick that I talk to like on the regular right now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like. All all the chitter chatter and people in my ear. I'm like not letting that shit affect me right now. Right. It's just I'm doing me and I'm just making records and I'm trying to like be like in this shit for a long time. Right. So, so you're not falling victim to like oh I'm out fucking doing blow at the club every exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, good, that's, that's just it's a dark lifestyle, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but of course, yeah, dude. I fucking I turn up, dog. Yeah. I like to get fucked up, you know. Right. But, but it's just like it's everything in moderation, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I look forward to seeing you grow as an artist. Have you had any good starstruck moments yet? Like, have you met any artists where you're like, "Oh fuck, this is surreal." Damn, man. Uh, probably. Dang, that's a good question. And if when it's I a, met Nip, it, it was dope. Who? Like Nipsey Hussle. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I like I, I listened to his music when I was growing up too. So it was. And it was, like, all dope shit. Like, Nip be preaching, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and it was just crazy, like, to see in real life that he was just, he was giving me game, too. Yeah, You know, right. so that shit was like, oh, damn. Right. 100% authentic. Damn, right. that's, that's crazy, you know? Like, because you can't find that in a lot of people. Right, his you know? humanity is the same as his music. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, damn. That, that shit had me a little starstruck. Nice. I was like, damn, that shit's dope. But that's the homie now. Good. You now that's just the big homie. I, yeah, I have a feeling that, like, a lot of people that you run into are just going to end up becoming your peers. I think yeah. that you have a very bright future in front of you, and I'm glad that you took the time right now before it's too hectic to fucking <laughs> come sit with us. Hell yeah, man. Uh, when I heard Inconsiderate, I instantly DM'd you, and you were like, yeah, I fucking know kind of need. I love that. I'll fight you episode. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't know that you guys were from the same area. Yeah, so. they're from Tacoma, yeah. so they're like up like a little further than me. Yeah, those yeah. are the homies. Shout out fucking Frank and, and, Frank. and Chris. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, I don't even know them. I just fucking love their music yeah they're yeah. tight as fuck yeah. and one of my favorite episodes that we've done um but yeah man thank you for making the time uh where can the people find you online dude uh at all handles rio craigan i got blessed r-e-o-c-r-a-g-u-n correct yeah 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 that's it man and then uh just all the music i'm in spotify apple music yeah. soundcloud whatever floats your boat 
Look for Growing Pains, which is just newly released. It'll have been out for about two weeks by the time this episode comes out. Hell yeah. And I think that this is someone that um, everyone that listens to the show is going to find something they like in him, I think. So um, check it out and add him to your playlist and spread the word about Rio Cragen. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Sweet deal. Thanks for having me. Sweet deal, man. (laughs) Shoot. It was freaking fun. It was freaking fun. That's comedy. That's comedy, bro. Oh, shit. So as you guys know, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you can find me online at It's Intuition. Follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, who is going to be mixing a live performance of Rio Cragen performing... What song are you going to do? I think we're doing On My Way. On My Way. It's about uh, to be lit. It's going to be very lit. At I Am Database, space with two S's, uh, youtube.com slash kind of neat is where you can find that performance. Everything wrapped up into a pretty package at kind of neat.net. Hit that shop button and buy yourself a KN hat. And other than that, I think that's it, man. That was Rio. I'm Lee, and this was kind of neat. Hell yeah.